Children of all ages, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I am your conspiracy asshole, Primetime 99, Alex Stein. And we have a very special guest, guys, the one, the only, Joshua Smith. You've seen him on Break the Cycle podcast. You've seen him all over. He's interviewed some of the biggest guests. I saw Andrew Bogut. What in the world? Welcome to the castle, Joshua. And I was watching your clip. How did you get Andrew on the show? That's badass. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of my favorites. The, first of all, thank you for having me on, man. You were, uh, uh, like I said, before we started the show, I think you're a national treasure. Uh, in a time of darkness and sadness, you bring light and, and humor, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, listen, I'm a Golden State Warriors fan, man. I, uh, I grew up in the Bay Area right outside of uh, Oakland and uh, grew up, you know, watching the 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 Warriors suck for years. Um, and then I, I waited 33 years and finally got to see them win a, a, a championship. And, um, so, so I just bugged the shit out of Andrew Bogut. I saw that he was, he was like anti COVID, uh, mandates. And in, we in love, Australia. we just want to say on YouTube, we love mandates. We love the vaccine. It's safe and effective. <laughs> and if you have one right now, or you're listening, effective. we recommend that you would put on your mask if you're at home, <laughs> if you're viewing this just to be safe. Thank you. Go ahead, Joshua. So he so I just bugged the shit out of him and I got a hold of his agent and he he said he'd love to do the show, man. And that was, you know, I've done a lot of really cool shows with a lot of really great people, man. I had uh I had Lucifer on on my show. You know, I've had some pretty crazy people on my show, but uh uh that's definitely one of my favorites just because I'm such a huge fan, you know. I, I don't know. It was I just bugged him. I bugged the shit out of him. That's awesome. So tell me about the Bay Area though. I mean, isn't it kind of still COVID crazy or is it was it Yeah, I, I uh I'm a expat. I took the fuck off uh March fifteenth. Of 2020, I hopped on an airplane, uh, and my air, my flight left at 11:55 p.m. Uh, to come to Iowa, and uh, at midnight they started the 24-hour lockdown. So I've been in Iowa this whole time. Yeah, I saw you. So you, I followed you on Twitter for a while. So like, I think I followed you at the beginning of the pandemic. So, so tell me about that. So Iowa is obviously like, the, have they even been locked down at all? No, uh, we're like we're one of the top five states to have been in during all this. Obviously, uh, uh, South Dakota was the best. They did. They didn't do anything. They did, did no mandates at all. No masks. Uh, no, no vaccines. This is they stupid. Did, yeah, you should yeah, have. That's so dumb. They're horrible. Dumb horrible. <laughs> they, they, they're so stupid. Uh, and then we we kind of went the route that Florida went. They started in the beginning uh to to do like 50% restaurants um and uh, a lot of a lot of carryouts. They they legalized like carrying out liquor drinks. Um 
That was a big thing in Texas, dude. What did? How are they? How does that make sense? Now it's okay to get a DWI and drive drunk. Right, that's yeah. going to protect you. That's that's less dangerous than uh, the coronavirus. Give well, to be place. fair, to be fair, you've been able to do that in Louisiana forever. Right? And I went to LSU. <laughs> no, Joshua, I went to LSU, dude, and I was an alcoholic. I regret going there, dude. They got me so wasted. And dude, you drive through Daiquiri, you get a Daiquiri, yeah. guys, yeah. with Everclear in it. You're driving it. You're drunk by the time you get home. They're like not just daiquiris. They're like forty ounce daiquiris. They're huge styrofoam cups in a in a in a drive through window. Man, I I could believe that. I went to I went to Louisiana for my first time in 2018, uh, and uh, I, I flew in because I, I sit on the Libertarian National Committee. I'm an, an at large representative for the Libertarian. Yeah, I didn't Party. mention that. Yeah. Yes, I guess you're yeah. one of the biggest voices in the Libertarian Party. You know, I've I've been with a lot of different Libertarians. Uh, you know, and so I vibe with them. I you know I've done sure. shows with Eric July, but a bunch of guys. So. So I'm saying I, I I vibe with the Libertarian Party, but I'm I'm not necessarily Libertarian. But I keep sure. going. No, no. But I respect the Libertarian Party 100. That's what I want to say. First. Well, we appreciate that. You know, it's it's been kind of a joke of a party for a long time, uh, and I'm, I've kind of been like the catalyst for change over the last five years for the party. I ran for chair twice uh, of the of the national committee. I ended up becoming an at large. I didn't win either time. Now I'm running for vice chair of the party. Um, but so so I, I I flew into to to New Orleans for uh the louisiana state convention for the, the the libertarian party and it was like on a whim i left the night the convention started from from uh oregon i was living in portland at the time and uh so i hopped on a flight and flew out there i was like i'll just get a hotel when i get there you know and so i show up and wrestlemania's in town and there's no hotels literally anywhere at all so so now i'm in i'm in new orleans and i don't have a hotel and i'm going what the hell am i going to do so i go down to the, the french quarter and i find this little rundown like $25 a night, like shit hotel. Like, is it like a, a hostel? It's a hostel. It wasn't even it a hostel. It was like, it was like a, I think people paid hourly at this place or something. It was like a motel in the middle of the French quarter that like the floorboards were still ripping up from the floods and shit. It was really bad. There's people like uh, detoxing in the lobby. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, withdrawing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I got my hotel room there and I was like, well, fuck it. I'll stay here tonight. I'll try to figure something else tomorrow. And, uh, so I was like eight blocks away from bourbon street and I had never been to bourbon street, you know, I'm, I'm in my thirties and I've never been to bourbon street. And so, uh, it, it gets dark and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to walk down there. So I start walking down there through the French quarter in the dark by myself. And everyone is just staring at me like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I was like in a re- like not a good neighborhood at all. No, dude, you're in the French Quarter. It's rowdy, dude. There's not a lot of good neighborhoods on Canal Street in that area. There's no good neighborhood. So I walk down, I walk down to Bourbon Street and I fucking get a hand grenade. First thing I do, you know, because everyone's like, don't drink too many of those. I'm like, I'm going to drink five of these, you know, and it's eight dollars and 50 cents. People don't realize that it's, you know, they have huge signs. It's like one dollar huge ass beers. Now it's probably two dollars. But in college, you get like a, you know, you know, the the cup would be like that wide. It'd be short. But for two bucks, you're just getting beers and walking down the streets. It's total debauchery. Okay, so keep going. Yeah. So you get your first hand grenade. Yeah, so I get my first hand grenade and I'm walking down the street. I'm by myself on Bourbon Street in the middle of this crowd, you know. I've been there, and, done that. Don't feel dude, bad. Everybody so does much it. Fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh and uh everyone's chanting wrestling chats from WWE because WrestleMania's in town. There's people dressed up like uh uh Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker and um and I go, I'm going walking down the street and comes along comes a face that I know and it's Mark Claire, the host of Lions for Alliance of Liberty podcast who's like amazing. And he's, he works for like one of the production companies that works with, with WWE. And so I got to hang out with him and like all these wrestling people all night and we partied and it was fucking rad. Uh, but then I had to walk back in the middle of the night through that same neighborhood to my hotel by myself at like three 30 or four in the morning. And that was brutal, man. I was a, it was a scary, scary walk. For me. Even a guy the, like me, 
but the bars are still open at least. Like, oh, oh man, yeah. dude, oh, I've night, seen, dude, I've seen, sadly, seen the come, the sun come up, seen come. Oh, that's great. I've <laughs> seen this. I have seen come on Bourbon Street. But what I'm saying is, uh, there's people. I've seen people ejaculate on that street. I've seen all kinds of prostitution. What I'm saying is, uh, I've seen the sun come up on that street. It's not a pleasant uh, experience the way you feel after, but that's yeah. why I like hair of the dog, the bloody Mary. I feel like it was kind of invented for new Orleans. Like you just sure. kind of have to like, that's the only way to kill a hangover is to start drinking again. That's the only way that I believe actually defeats a hangover in my mind. And then I, I drank a bunch of the, uh, they had, they had that old, like the oldest bar on bourbon street that has like all these different absinths in it. And like, I drank a bunch of absinthe. It was, it was brutal, dude. It was a brutal night. I woke up pretty, pretty fucked up the next morning. Okay. And then the next night I slept in a hotel lobby where the national convention or where the convention was. So, <laughs> okay. What's the deal with Dave Smith? Is he the de facto leader of the libertarian party? Are you a Dave Smith uh, dick writer? Ah, uh, no. I mean, I look, I, Dave is my friend. He's a good friend of mine. I he's like a Dave good a guy. I'm not trying yeah. to talk crap. Yeah. I'm just saying, no, you know, no, he's like uh, become the face. Cause he gets to go on Rogan. That's the only reason, yeah, I mean, you know, that's I mean, why he, he gets to his platform. He yeah he gets he gets Rogan he gets Tim Pool he's he goes on Kennedy he was but on the Judge only reason Knapp, he got you know? Tim Pool and all that other crap is somehow he got Rogan I mean right yeah. I mean didn't he get Rogan? yeah I mean he's been on Rogan this is like I think this last time he was on Rogan was like his third or fourth time on Rogan I mean yeah he I mean on, he goes on yeah. there a lot I'm just yeah. saying that's what that's what opens so many doors I mean, but he, not, he's a stand up comedian too and he's yeah. got like a he's got like a comedy special on YouTube and all that shit I mean he you know he's do, he's done some some good stuff but he also used to have like a running spot on uh, one of the Fox shows or maybe it was a CNN show even. Oh, yeah, uh, one a, of those shows just, as like yeah. a talking head. I'm like, no, he's a good guy. I'm not trying to hate oh. on his success. I actually encourage his success. I think it's great because I listen. Most of the vibes, most of the stuff I like with the Libertarian Party. But this is the thing: is I do believe we need some sort of government intervention. Like this is this is just why this is the only thing I, I think is I look at like obviously our healthcare system is so screwed up. You know, you know it's going to be messed up. But why does insulin cost two hundred dollars in Texas but two dollars in Mexico? shouldn't the government get involved and say put caps on this stuff so we don't have to you know pay a lot but of the money go, for, the government's, you know, over the government's never going to do that the, the reason i know but like, it shouldn't i'm saying couldn't we use the guy i'm saying if i became president i could call it the government uh cap act if i'm saying that would be the first thing i would do i mean i would you know do no kill shelters and i would do a bunch of other stuff but i would that'd be one of the first things i would totally cripple these insurance companies. Like, you, oh, you wouldn't have to yeah you wouldn't have to you wouldn't, well, have, wouldn't. have to because because all you could do all you need to do is end patent law in the United States. That's it. That's all yeah, you have to do. Why don't you? Why is a patent bad? Because why? Because people are ripping off. I guess Einstein sold a bunch of patents. What's the deal? Tell me about patent so, law. So we know big pharma lobbies the government for protections, right? That's what they do. That's Pfizer and and GlaxoSmithKline and all these big companies. They literally they go out and they lobby the government for protections. They get these orphan drugs, right? We uh, Martin Shkreli, the the pharma douche, right? He yeah. did, he, he proved this, and and everybody talks a bunch of shit about that guy. He went and got a drug that like fourteen thousand people in this country were on that everybody gets uh, subsidized through insurance. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, and he proved that you could take a drug that that only 14000 people are on that they need it for life saving uh, and, and, and increase the price of it, you know, 20 fold because of patent laws, because you can get this you can get this, uh, you know, right to, to only make that drug for the next 10 years. And that's all because of the government. That's because you can lobby the government to get those protections. Right. So you don't need to do that. You can just go and stop the patent laws. Uh, knock, knock, you know, take the special interest money out of politics and, and boom, it's over. I mean, now, now we in a libertarian society, and I'm probably say that a lot in a libertarian society, uh, uh, the, the, the competition is going to breed innovation, right? So we're going to have a bunch of companies popping up. They're going to try to make drugs cheaper, more effective, and, and they're going to do it 
the right way because it's you know that's what their capital depends on it's no longer protected by the government and so you don't have to you know what i mean and you're right but this is the other thing is i'm a cheap used car salesman and i'm not proud of it i hate it actually uh (laughs) and there's one thing the government even though you can totally lie to the government there's ways around it you know people can there's all kinds of ways but in the car business when i sell a person a car i have to either give them and as is telling them they're buying the car you know with no warranty that there could be issues and i have to announce any issues that i know of legally and if uh, and if uh, I don't sell it as is, that means I have to get them an inspection and license plate and get the car registered. Now, obviously, I don't like any of the registration, any of that stuff. But at least when a buyer buys from me, they're protected than a person on the street. So that's the government intervention. I know it sucks. I don't even like sure. doing it. So what I'm saying is the government sucks. I hate them. They're in my pocket. They're taxing my ass. But aren't they a necessary evil? I mean, how did how do we get the roads? And I'm not on your side. I don't want to like come and try to be like I'm almost being kind of contrarian because sure. I. Because I would like it, but like, how do we pay for? I guess we don't have public schools, we don't have public roads. I mean, sure. how do we? How do we? How does that? It's work? not, and I don't. I don't call them public schools anymore. If it was a public school, the the, the public would have some control over them. They're government schools at this point, right? I mean, we you could say public. The government's not public. The government hasn't been public for many, many, many years. It's it's all about the government, what they want, what their special interests are about. Um, Look, you know, there's in, in, in libertarian thought, there's differing views when it comes to how much government we need and, and how little government we need. There's, you know, and it, it all goes from like a minarchist society down to like an anarchist society. Right. So there's a lot of people, a lot of people in the Mises caucus, which is a caucus that I, I hang out with and I, I caucus with in the libertarian party. A lot of those people believe, you know, uh, they're, they're kind of for like a Ellis Island style immigration instead of just freely open borders. They believe that there should be a night watchman state. So we, you know, have some national defense and 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 people who work on infrastructure and shit like that um and then there's anarchists who are like get rid of the whole fucking federal government let's decentralize let's localize get get government down to the smallest level possible and let people in their own communities handle their own shit which they would and they have in the past in history right like it used to be localities were the most important in the in the world and and in fact when it was locality driven market i mean everyone thrived a lot more than they do now now we're all controlled and and we have to you know succumb to whatever the government tells us to do uh the states have to succumb to the government the federal government to get the funding that they need and it's it's a big fucking uh uh, centralization of power right so so it's like if we were to hit the Murray Rothbard button is what I like to say. Murray Rothbard was a great philosopher. Uh, one of my favorite economists, he's, he basically, uh, 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 made anarcho capitalist thought what it is today. Uh, if we had that button and pushed it and just got rid of the federal government tomorrow, yes, there would be some pain. There would be some pain, but in, in the long run, I believe, I believe that we'd be much better. I believe the communities would take care of their infrastructure. I believe the communities would build schools. Uh, you know, here in Iowa, we have uh, complete freedom uh, of education. So we can just homeschool our kids. We don't have to tell the government anything about it at the and And when they're graduated, when we decide they graduate, we just say, hey, we need a diploma. They give them a diploma and that's it. That's how it works here. And, and, and there's some really smart people here that are homeschooled and you can do homeschooling communities where there's one parent that stays home and schools, you know, a, a group of kids from the community. I mean, you don't need these, these look, the, the department of education didn't come around to what the seventies. I don't know, but listen, I just want to say, I, I love all you're saying because I look at Canada and you say they can just free somebody's bank account in two right. seconds because I don't I hate that. That's right. too much. I mean, and you know, I, I should be able to have a bank that would have my back, but they don't have that anymore. I mean, the government. No, the banks are in bed. I mean, the banks have always been in bed with with the government. You know what I mean? It's because that's who protects them. 
That's who protects the banks. It's always the state that protects the banks. They're the ones who protect the big pharmaceutical companies. They're the ones who protect, uh, you know, these big government contracts for the roads and, and, and schools. And, and, uh, that's why you see these, these teachers unions that are just like, staunchly progressive liberals who are like, uh, will do anything that the government tells them because all of their funding comes from the government. You know what I mean? And so, and so, you know, we've created this system where everybody in this country has to depend on a government and, and that's not a healthy society anymore. And they have full control over us. And we've seen that during COVID, you know, yeah, in my I mean, opinion, it's obvious that we're being run by multinational corporations that sure. don't have America's best interests that really want to take over the world. And so they will subsidize America's, you know, our freedom, our liberties in order to make these companies, you know, put in mandates that are like domino effect throughout the world. And it's happening in Canada. So I think that's why Canada is a big target. And, and I really believe what's happening in Australia, what's happening in New Zealand. And then you look at Canada like that's right on our doorstep. They give us the illusion of, of you know, you and Iowa and me in Texas, but very easily a new variant can come out. A new something can come out. And now they already know how to do it. Well, that's the thing. Like, like now they're ending all these mandates all around the world, right? Which they and shouldn't. So, oh, I hate so, that. So sorry. Yeah. Please. <laughs> well, you, you got to wonder, like, what's coming next, dude? Because there's something coming next. It's war. It's the. Uh, well, let's you know, put on my tinfoil hat real quick, so Josh, we can get all conspiratorial. But today, like, I follow, like, you know, some some of these people. I follow like the Gematria sites, and they're sure. saying two twenty two, two thousand twenty two. You know, twenty right. twenty two. Which is today, two, right? Yes, that today yeah. was something. You know biblical was going to happen and i mean today's been a pretty average day i mean as a matter of yeah. fact it's been kind of less than average day you know what we I mean? did a, we did a little thrifting today i love the thrift store i had a vlog <laughs> going to the thrift store this jacket i got in the thrift store people have gotten so many comments i'm wearing it all the time it's like uh it's like uh i don't know stafford it's not that old it's actually a pretty new jacket it's a nice jacket dude it is nice i got this at the thrift store this tie no i bought this but are you wearing the matching pants or are you sitting in shorts dude, like no man? dude I, but i got pants and i got my i got my socks <laughs> yes, yes. dude 99 on the ground here you go buddy here you go i got pajama pants on there of you course go. but see josh you got a real nice setup see i like the neon and you got a nice Thanks, camera man. are you using yeah. a dslr or do you have a lot yeah of i use i use a canon m50 that's a mirrorless DSLR. Yeah, I have the M50. Wait, wait, wait. Wow, I have it too, but I don't use it as my. I use it as like my regular camera. I need to start sure. using it as my cam. Uh, yeah, if you if you download the uh, Canon um, uh, webcam utility app, uh, you can use it, it clean audio. You get a uh, clean HDMI out, so you won't have any of the auto tracking or anything like that on the screen. Yeah, and and that that's right. Now you're using me wirelessly with your camera through that through that app. No, I have a down here. I have a, a Lenovo Legion Five. No, no, it's a direct USB now. With when you, if you if you download the Canon uh, utility app and you then you look for your camera, USB you can go straight USB now. Yeah, and that, and in fact, that's the only way with the Canon M50 that you can get uh, clean clean HDMI out or whatever they yeah, call it. So you don't have, have the graphics right. around. Yeah, yeah, but I don't have it. It doesn't do the auto track, and I have my autofocus on, and then I use a uh, my lens is a. Um, uh, 22 millimeter 1.2 f-stop so it's a really good lens too like a pancake lens so, i know and so people, I get the wider shot so it looks good i know and then people are yeah. you know and you, you, the lighting looks good it, it gets the, like what i'm saying is the lens gets all your lighting so it looks nice but uh people don't realize we're talking about all this boring stuff but once you start <laughs> creating your own show then you want the sure sm7b microphone like you know you want the and, and that's what they say that's what they know you're passionate about josh yeah. is when you like the gear and the tools of the trade it's like a like a carpenter loves going to home depot and seeing the sure. new drills or the new thing well, it was funny because i was not a tech guy at all in fact when i when I wanted to start the show, I, I started, when I started to break the cycle, I was just doing an audio podcast 
uh, through Anchor on my phone. I was literally recording my podcast on my phone. It was terrible garbage. I did like four episodes and then a year went by. I didn't do a single episode. And I was like, I'm gonna put together a real fucking show. And so I started building the backdrop and I was like, got all in the tech. I started watching a bunch of, I watched like a hundred hours of YouTube, YouTube videos. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And then I figured out how to program OBS. I got like, I got like, uh, Push button controllers and all I kinds of shit. I got the stream deck too. Of yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. I can't mind yeah. that reach in front of my camera because it's like all the way plugged in. But yes, dude, you start liking the gear and you learn how to use OBS. And like, there's this other guy. It's funny, this little kid, not a little kid, but I actually, speaking of, I ran into this guy at a thrift store. He's like, he recognized one of me from some videos. He's like, oh, I know you from this Cassidy Campbell video. And uh, he's like, man, I want, I do prank videos. I want to be uh, on your, can I be in one of your videos? I'm like, sure. So he ends up always like commenting on my videos. You know, I, this is, hasn't even been a month since I ran into him. He's always like, when are you going to film with me? When are you going to film with me? And then I go look at his channel. He has a channel called Jose Hernandez Pranks with no videos on it. So what <sighs> I'm saying is like, you know, as a content creator, it's like you got to actually create. It's yeah. hard to actually do that. Like when you start, when you do the four hard. episodes, you, you stop. It's like people don't, that's why I respect you. People don't realize when you learning OBS and doing this, you have to have a lot of fumbles before you figure out even how to do it kind of at just a mediocre level. Oh, dude, so- if you watch my first, if you watch my first like uh, 20 video episodes, man, it was so bad. I kept forgetting to unmute myself and unmute the guests. And I was running late cause I couldn't figure out how to get their audio working. And it was, it was a mess dude. And so it really is one of those things that you like, you grow into, man, you start getting a lot better. And then now it's like second nature. I'm pushing buttons without looking and shit. It's a lot of fun, but it's also boring. I get it. I'm sorry guys. If no, 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 no. But have you been go- so do you go to a bunch of libertarian crap all the time are you like uh, flying are you flying yeah, like tr- crazy though with the mask uh, yeah so so uh 2017 2018 i went to 26 states uh in wait about say that again in 2018 say that date again uh 2017 and 2018 okay. i went i went to like 20 i think it was 26 states all libertarian stuff yeah 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 and then uh in 2020 when i was running for chair again i had gone to 12 states and then covid shut me down uh so i couldn't go to any more conventions and then this year i've been to I don't know, five or six so far. And I'm, I'll be in Florida actually, uh, tomorrow I work and then Thursday I leave for Florida state convention. So I'll be down in Orlando. Um, and then I'll be at, that, uh, what's in Orlando yeah. this weekend? Why do I feel like other people are in Orlando? Is that, that's, that's the, uh, that's CPAC? the Florida, the Florida, no, it's the Florida state convention as far as I know for the libertarian party. So is Liberty thought going to be there. I feel like she's the most famous Liberty girl. There Liberty is. thoughts in California, I think. So she's not going to be there. I know, but, I did, um, I was on tower gang pod with some, all the libertarian oh, guys. Like Reed yeah. I, I started tower gang pod, by the way, I was one of the, one of the guys I, I honey potted them into starting. Are that you podcast. not on tower gang pod now? I, I've been on a few episodes. So, so here's the thing. I, I, I'm the old school tower gang member. Right. Like I was one of the old, the OGs and tower gang when we used to tower all the blue checks and shit. And then I was like, look, we should start a podcast. That's like Legion of skanks, but a bunch of fucking dumb tower po- gang guys. And everybody was talking about it. And then they started it and I didn't come on till episode like 12. Yeah. I don't blame years. you. I don't blame you. Those guys. <laughs> What's the deal with the libertarians? They love, they, they want to be so hardcore and I love the show, but they love dropping the N word. Oh yeah. I, those guys are too much. Dude. Say whatever you want, but what is, it's not that cool no. as a white guy to say the N word. I think that's kind of lame. No. And I grew up, I grew up in a place where, you know, I'm from Oakland and, uh, you just, you either get, you get an inward pass, but you can never say the hard R 
You know yeah. what I mean? Or you just get your face beat in every time you drop an N-word. I mean, that's where that's where that's how it works where I'm from. You know what I mean? Exactly. Where and I'm so, from, if yeah. a black guy calls you the N-word, it's like a badge of honor, dude. And yeah, that happens. Yeah. You know, you take it like with respect. You know, yeah, it's not like, this yes, word. Dude, just, yeah. Yeah. It's not just a thing. You're just like, oh, I'm gonna be like a Joe Rogan in person. Even though I'm not hating on Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan. And and the way Joe Rogan was using it, you know, they take him out of context. But I'm saying I feel like people want to copy that kind of Joe Rogan yeah. out of context, Joe Rogan, to be edgy. And I don't think that's that clever. Yeah, I mean, I get pretty edgy, but I, I'm not a, I'm not inward edgy, dude. That's not my thing. You know what I mean? That's I call people retard. Yeah, I call people retards and shit all the time. But you Speaking know, what I mean? that's of just, that, I got to yeah. tell you off. So I went on Blaze, and we were showing the model that has Down syndrome, and dude, like, I got crushed for saying the R word, and now these people are bad. And in the comments, like, you know, you know, the video has like fifty thousand views. Are like, well, I think it has way more than that now. But I'm saying at that level, there's lots of comments. You know, like probably yeah. ten that are like, "Don't use the R word." I have a disabled, you know, yeah. family member, and so it's like, dude, I, I think the world we're living in is actually retarded. But dude, at the same time, I'm not gonna apologize for saying it, but I don't, no. I don't want to say it as much now because I don't, I don't want to piss people off unless I sure. purposely want to trigger people. So sure. it's hard. It's hard in this day and age not to. Well, we're we're living in a clown world full of retarded clowns, dude. I mean, that's yeah. really what it is, and 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 everything is so offensive to everybody all the time. And it's funny because if you go back like fifteen years ago, like when I twenty years ago when I was in high school, I graduated high school twenty years ago. By the way, I'm old as fuck. I'm and, not, uh, I think I was fifteen almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I graduated in two thousand one, so over over twenty years now. Yeah. But uh, but uh, you know, we said whatever the fuck we wanted to all the time, and no one got offended. You know what I mean? Like nobody got offended. No one gave a shit. We talked so much shit to each other and, and called each other, you know, gay and this and that. And it was never offensive. Even the gay homies were saying it and the black guys were saying it. And, and the, the, the kids from the special day class were calling people retards and shit. Right. It's like now it's like words are so hurtful and offensive. And, and if you say something that hurts somebody's feelings, they're going to cancel your entire life. And it's like, dude, this is, this is people's lives. Like you, you're going to cancel somebody completely because they said a word you don't like. That's that's bitch shit, in my yeah. opinion. You know in, what I mean? In, in Oakland, you think growing up there, you know, it has to toughen you up. But dude, that they're like the wokest place. I mean, they're like one of the worst. Yeah, but places. that's but that's it's it's all it's all the the woke people in California are the the upper middle to upper class rich white liberals, dude. That's that's the people that are running that entire state. It's not the inner city youth. You know what I mean? Like they're not the, they're not the people that have control of the narrative, dude. If they did, everybody would be getting called a pussy every day. I mean, that's that's the truth. You know what I mean? Like and 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 uh, if you're familiar with Maj Teray and Eric July, in fact, but Maj Teray grew up on you know in uh, Philadelphia, right? Like in in the bad part of Philly, he, he came up slinging CDs on the on the train and shit, trying to make a rap album. Now he runs Black Guns Matter, big organization, travels around, teaches inner city youth that they can carry he's guns on, about the rights. Been yeah. on Rogan, yeah, he's amazing, right? Like I I love Maj. But Maj still talks like he's from the hood. And so like he's mixed it up with the libertarians and stuff and he offended people. Right. But the people he offended were like the, the upper class, like rich white kind of left leaning libertarians in the libertarian party because they Who, are the Ron Paul's the only Ron no, Paul. I mean, not the Ron Paul people. We're the Ron Paul. I'm the Ron Paul people. Okay, well, We so don't get offended. So there's some like rich libertarians, what they inherited the money or something. I mean, how he, I, I don't know. There's he's, he called, he called this one dude that the, you know, the F word fag or whatever. And, yeah. and, uh, and, but it's just, it's just, he's from the hood and that's how they talk in the hood. And, yeah. and so it's like when, when you, when you hear that these people offended at language, it's never the people from 
the hood, dude. It's never, it's never even really black people or gay people, or it's, it's always the, the, the people with a absolute savior, uh, complex. They think they have to go out and speak for everybody else. It's a bigotry of low expectation, right? It's like, they're the bigots. They're the ones that think that black people can't speak for themselves or can't be anything without them speaking for them. Right. I mean, these are, these people are really the racists. If you oh. think about it. 100 percent and and like they can't even find racism a lot of the stuff is like fake race hoax you know yeah. it's like a lot of jesse smollett type stuff like oh, there's dude. a girl in a high Smollier. school he's french well, well whatever his name is i don't even care but a girl just uh, got in trouble at her school she wrote uh whites and blacks on the water fountains you know as like uh you know to make it look like it was a hate crime and it was an sure. african-american student and i don't even blame the girl she's probably just trying to get attention i've been there sure. i've done that i still try to get attention i mean i tell city council members my penis doesn't work and then i had sex Dude, this is the funniest funniest shit i've ever seen by the way well, i gotta uh, start changing i gotta stop i gotta stop doing i gotta do new stuff i gotta freak it out but, but forget about this uh and now I, I lost my train of thought but what i'm saying is i've been there trying to do stuff for attention so i get it i guess is what i'm trying to say um sure yeah. No, and 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 you know, the the what you're doing is hilarious because you're trolling these these people that are trying to control our lives, right? And it's it's one of the funny. So you actually trolled me. I saw one of your videos and I shared it, and I was like, the fucking soy in this guy has got to be so the content okay, of say, soy. Keep talking. I want to get so my puppet. Hold on. Keep going. No, go go get it. Hold on, hold on. Oh, keep talking, Joshua. Hold on. My headphones are stuck. I want to show you. This. Okay. I don't know. I don't know where he went. He took off. Somebody, somebody called me. Somebody called me immature. Sorry, sorry, in the, somebody called me immature in the comments, bro. I, I'm upset now. I'm really wait, mad. Wait, did you, did you say how you got trolled by me? Did you tell the story? Cause listen, this is what I'm doing. This is what I have to get. Cause I have to display this for tomorrow. I have to catch my breath. I'm always out of breath. I feel like I have some sort you, of chest. You got you, you, did you have COVID recently, man? Periocarditis. Okay. Listen, yeah. listen, <laughs> this is what I'm doing tomorrow. I said, you know, uh, everybody you loved your Fauci ouchie rap. Oh, dude. How, how do you like your Fauci ouchie mayor? I'm the mayor of vaccine town. Yo, I don't know what voice I'm doing. Hey, yo, I'm a, I'm a, there's a mayor of a vaccine town. I'm a help the black community get vaccinated. We know the numbers in the back. The black community is at some of the lowest levels out of all demographics. I say, oh, I say we're going to vaccinate the African American community. Oh, yes, we are. And then, so I'm going to go sing with this tomorrow, but I don't know. Should I wear medical scrubs? I'm going to ask the chat. Yes, you should. Okay. Medical scrubs. Absolutely. 100%. That was the video that got me was the rap, dude. I, I saw that and I, I shared it and I was all the, the soy content. This guy's got to be off the charts. And then I realized it was a troll. And I was like, ah, oh, he fucking got me too. And then, and, and then I became a fan and now I'm a big fan. So of all your work, it's amazing. But someone, someone called me immature in the chat motherfucker i'm raising what? seven kids by who, myself who said Call that wait, wait wait why are you know. raising seven kids by yourself wait tell me this not by myself me me and my fiance but yeah we have seven kids dude it's crazy it's wild and what because you're the oakland uh sperm donator How do you have seven? <laughs> we're not we're not even catholic if you can believe that we're just regular christians you know uh no my uh so it's it's a long story i've told it on my show a million times but uh when i met my fiance i had a 15 year old daughter uh that didn't live with me at the time um she had two girls uh, younger girls. And then she got pregnant in April of 2020. Uh, in October of 2020, I got full custody of my 15 year old daughter, uh, on the way to go pick her up in Arkansas from Iowa. Uh, we found out that her two younger siblings were also going to go to foster care that aren't mine, but they're my ex-wives. And we were able to get them. If, no! get full guardianship of them. Yeah. So you're that nice. 
guys have a guy. So your exes, yeah. you have two of your exes' biological daughter, but because yeah. you're your daughter's sisters. Wow, the that's sister very and brother. Sister and brother, yeah. Sister one boy, and one brother. Girl. That's very yeah. nice of you, well, Joshua. And then you we really found out that, credit. and we found out that my daughter was pregnant at 15. Um, and so we brought her back up here, her two siblings back up here. Then we had our kid, uh, New Year's Eve of 2020, and then uh, my my granddaughter was born March 14th. So of, you're uh, a grandfather? Yeah. Wait, you yeah. don't even look like a grandfather. Thanks, Shut up. Yeah. So whoever said I'm immature could suck my dick. You know what yeah, I mean? they can all suck yeah, yeah. suck his dick. People are haters. <laughs> but dude, see, that's a good, you know, and I was actually just, it's funny you say that because I was actually um, feeling like kind of down, you know, like I was like, oh man, the world's really meaningless. I was actually feeling that uh, earlier today, just kind of yeah. in a weird way. And then I realized like, you know, like my mom recently passed away, I'm not trying to get low vibrational, but I'm like, my mom yeah. wasn't meaningless to me. You know, that was like, important. So, like so like what I'm saying is when everything really is meaningless, the only thing that matters is our family or the ones right. we love. So really the fact that you've created a, a family, a big family, a lot of people like me I, that's created nobody. I'm, I'm jealous of that. Now I want to get some girl pregnant actually and have a kid because I'm saying really, you got nothing but the family that you make. I mean, you yeah. really don't have anything besides like I'm saying when you die, when Kobe Bryant died, everyone's like, Oh, I'm so sad, but nothing changes. Now the world doesn't stop uh, uh, for one second when Kobe Bryant yeah. dies. So what yeah, are you going to, there's no, there's no trailer hitch on a hearse, brother. This is you know saying, what I mean? what's going to happen yeah. when you and I die. Nobody's going to care, but there are the only people going to care to be your loved ones. That's the only yep. people going to care. So that's really the only people that matter in the world are the ones that care. They're the people who carry on your legacy, man. I mean, tr truly, you know what I mean? Your family tree is the only one. And at some point your family's not going to know who you are anymore. You know what I mean? Down the line. <laughs> so you, you got to leave something, man. And, but you know, it's, it, you know, this is the, in my opinion, the one life that we get. And, uh, I, I'm happy to spend it with these kids and, and raising some children and, uh, having a really cool family life. Now we just need the farm, bro. We just got to get out, get out of this five bedroom house and find a farm now, you know? And so, uh, but it's, it's pretty cool, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Cause I was like a bachelor living with my best friend in California, uh, in, in March of 2020. And now I have, uh, uh I'm getting married in the summer and we have seven kids and one on the way. We have another one on the way too. And, uh, in uh, August 21st, I think is the due date. So, uh, that'll be eight. <laughs> Joshua, what do you guys? I don't. know. You got a lot of a hamburger yeah. helper. I'm, I'm guessing a, a half a pound. That's what I'm saying. A lot of tacos. tacos dude. That's yeah. four pounds of ground beef. Easy, man. Yeah, a lot minimum. of tacos. A lot of spaghetti. Uh, and and uh, on the on the nights we don't want to cook, it's chicken tenders and and uh, and French fries. You know what I mean? I know, but chicken tenders from the fast food or the chicken tenders in the air no, fryer? No, the ones that we do at home. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. But do you I don't have, air fry, but yeah. you don't have an air fryer. What nah, do you use? Dude. You use the regular oven. Yeah, the regular. No, old oven, have yeah. you had an air fryer yet, John? Yeah, I hate air fryer. I hate it. I like anti air fryer. Like, no! <laughs> I'm the biggest pro air fryer. What? How did yeah. you have a bad air frying? I just experience? don't like them, dude. I, they never they, look. I'm. I if I'm gonna fry some, I'm gonna drop it in my deep fryer. You know what I mean? And That's you how. got a deep fryer? Do you yeah, fry dude. inside or do you fry yeah. it outside? You yeah, fry, you fry it inside. inside, man. Yeah, yeah. They got the little countertop. Deep fryer. The Cuisinart. You, know? you have like a Cuisinart yeah, type. Yeah, they're nice. Wow. They're good, I grew up with an Italian grandfather who fished and cooked and fished and cooked. And that's all he did, man. So I, I learned to fry in the, you know, he had this really old basket fryer. It was like probably leaking everywhere and shit. And uh, so, so I really like those, those, you know, if you're going to fry something, fry it like a man. If you're going to, if you're going to cook something, then put it in the oven. You know what I mean? That's okay. Okay, I respect that, Josh. You're a real uh, uh, cook, and he wants to do it. He wants no, I, to, I, not I get a lot of shit. Air fryer I, way. The only time I've ever been ratioed on Twitter was when I came out with my views on air fryers. 
And you deserve to be because listen, dude, I got my, so ratioed. I, my dad has a problem with the home shopping network. My whole life, he's always bought every gadget ever, like you know, every cooking gadget. I don't know about yours, but my dad bought the George Foreman grill. Bought, oh yeah, I'm saying my dad bought like the set it and forget it. My dad doesn't even cook. My dad doesn't know how to cook everything. So my whole life, he's always bought like the new kitchen gear. My mom didn't cook either. My mom, uh, cooking my mom, she used to have this thing called Mongolian chicken, which was really, she put a whole roaster chicken in the, uh, in the, With brown um, sugar. crock pot. <laughs> no, it was just crock pot, a uh, whole roaster chicken, and she'd dump a bar- bottle of barbecue sauce on it and go to, go to work. And then we'd come home from work and she'd, uh, she'd make a bag of minute rice, like Uncle Ben's minute rice. And that's what we had. It was, you know, she called it all kinds of different names. And, uh, we ate a lot of fast food growing up and, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of, Oh, fat dude, I that, lived so. in McDonald's as a kid. That's it. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is my dad's about every like device he's never used thinking. Cause like, he's not, doesn't know how to cook well. And yeah. I, and I, you know, I guess sometimes, you know, gotten those devices from my dad or whatever, but I'm saying I bought the air fryer. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how well it made French fries, uh, you know, mozzarella sticks, this and that. But I guess to my point is I was like, dad, you gotta get an air fryer. You gotta try it. Dad, it's so easy. It's the only device you'll ever be able to use. Now my dad is like Emeril Lagasse. He tells me he cooks all day <laughs> just because it's so stupid easy. You know what I mean? You just sure. put it in there and press a button, crunk, and it's like he might overcook it, but whatever. I mean, at least it's not undercooked and he's dying of salmonella or E. coli. Uh, sure. uh, I'm just saying of all the devices, I can't believe you can hate on it. So I guess the people are like, oh, this is the air fryer conversation. I get it, guys. But it's just I can't believe that you would deny that. But I guess because you like the real oil, you like urine oil. Yeah, like I'm, I'm fat, dude. You know what I mean? Like I'm a I, fat I'm not dude. a skinny guy either. I need to actually lose a little. I need to. <laughs> I need to uh, cut some LBs myself, but like, I need to get back in the gym, dude. That's that's COVID really made me unhealthy, but not because I had COVID because I just stopped doing all the things I used to do, like going to the gym and you know, walking. <laughs> I used to walk too. That that's so yeah. people don't realize how important that is for your waistline and for your mental yeah. health. And it's not even like deep exercise, like hardcore exercise. It's kind of that light exercise. That's so important. Okay. So tell me this. So, uh, where are we heading in 2022? These midterms are kind of, you know, making things lackadaisical. I know you're a libertarian, but like, what do you think politically is going to happen in the 2024 election with Joe Biden? And, uh, like, I guess we can't say anything other than the election was the greatest thing ever. I don't think Joe Biden will be running in 2024. If he, if he even survives to 2024, I don't think he'll have the mental capacity to run. I don't think he has the mental capacity to run the, the country now. Uh, I mean, they're giving the guy sundowning when the sun starts going down like a like literally a, an alzheimer's patient you know and they're handing him an ice cream and telling him to walk off camera you know i mean he's i worked in nursing homes for for 10 years i mean this is what we used to do with people with dementia patients we'd hand them ice cream at sun, when they started to sundown so they'd forget and go and sit in their bed and maybe fall asleep like that's literally what it looks like what to do you me. mean sundown what is that Sundown term? sundowning is a is a term for for alzheimer dementia patients when when it starts getting dark at night they they get kind of rowdy they become rowdy and start to kind of lose their faculty and they want to pace around the nursing home and they, they, you know, do all kinds of weird shit. So they call it sundowning because that's, it's happens when the sun starts going down. And so we would at night at that time, we'd go around the nursing home and everybody would get these little ice cream things with their little wooden spoon. And they started eating ice, eating ice cream and turn their TV on and maybe forget to yeah. go and sit down and so that's what it, it looks calm like to them me. down see that sugar kind of relaxes them or whatever yeah, dude, gives them. it's really what it looks like to me it looks like he's sundowning and they're handing him ice creams dude and and so uh you know it's 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 brutal man i i don't think he's going to be running i think i think we're going to see hillary clinton make her triumphant return to to run I, and that's, that's going to be disgusting they'll probably be yeah. able to get her to win but hey real quick so t- i want to talk more about the nursing home thing though 
When you see the elderly people, what did I'm just worried because now I have all this amalgam in my teeth, and now they say that that causes like dementia and all that. Oh, yeah. Everything does, dude. The aluminum foil and fucking. I'm all saying, so is everybody in there with the Alzheimer's in that place? Or like, what, what was the kind of the, or were there a lot uh, there's of so, sharp so people? So several places I worked at had like memory care units. So there was like a part of it that was like made for dementia and, and Alzheimer's patients. What would you say um, the quality of a life for a quality of it's life? It's horrible. Horrible. Horrible, horrible. I mean, it's they're constantly stressed out and and scared and 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 or mad and angry and fighting and they can't remember their own family members. It's fucking it's an ugly disease, dude. It's really scary to watch. And uh, it sucks to think that maybe that might happen to me. But I also kind of don't want to be in my faculty when I die. Cause uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want, I don't want to be like, I don't be like, Oh God, I know I'm dying. I just want to die. You know what I mean? And so, uh, I don't know. I go back and forth, but that's, I think that that's, uh, I think that that's, you know, it's, it's one of the scariest and ugliest things I've ever seen in Alzheimer's and in dementia patients. It's really sad to see people who went their whole lives with a loving family, not remember who their family is, dude. That's, it's one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life for sure. Oh so. man. Makes me <laughs> sick. You know, that it's just going to happen to anybody. I mean, there's just so many things, you know, I would, I guess I'd rather have that happen than die of something at a really young age. I mean, life is so unfair. Um, it's just really tragic, but this is the thing. What this is what I'm trying to say is they try to make us feel like we're insignificant and our life doesn't matter. But really, just the fact that we're having this experience right now is a monumental thing. And and we don't really appreciate that. We don't have gratitude. I feel like I don't have enough gratitude because I think we had to have like 9000 grandparents had to have sex at like exactly the same time at the exact same time for us to be here. So right. just like just like the machinations of all that humping, it's almost impossible that we're here. So. No matter how bad it gets, even if I get dementia, I guess I got to be lucky. Machinations of all that humping, dude. That's the best. That's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. That's great. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It it is. Is you know we want to enjoy life, but you're never you're never promised tomorrow, man. So you know, fucking enjoy it. Go out and get yourself twenty seven kids if you want to, bro. Or what about you? And have so have you lost any friends to like the fentanyl or drug war? Because you're about my age. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah, lots, lots of lots of friends of drugs. Lots of friends to, uh, you know, I'm from a place where everybody's either on drugs or in prison at this point. Pretty much, there's not very many of us that got out of there. So, um, yeah, man, the drug war, and that's that's part of the reason I'm I'm a libertarian because of war. That's what made me a libertarian. I went to war in in in, uh, Iraq and oh, so you um, went fought in Iraq. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was in the navy. Okay. okay, I was on the aircraft carrier, the USS Constellation. But you're not stolen valor. If you went no, there, you fought. No. And I, I was know. in the Persian Gulf, and we were the biggest so part of the Shock Hawk campaign. Don't try to downplay it. Let me upplay it, Josh. I just it was the Navy. The Navy is like fighting. I want to hear about your experience. Let me shut up. Tell me about your experience, please. Okay. Well, my mom and I didn't get along. I was living in fucking garages and shit, and uh, I saw the military as a way out of that life, and uh, and so um, I got in the, the Navy. Uh, you know, before, uh, right after nine eleven, I joined the military. So I mean, right this was, after, because that's yeah, when right everybody after. was patriotic. And see, so, dude, that yeah, was yeah. that was like, dude, they like kind of promised you, like, you know, what, like a forty five thousand, but not anything. But I'm saying, like, oh, you bonus know, and college yeah, but, and all that shit. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. like they, they're like, oh, when you get this, you're gonna get this. When you do A, you'll get B. And so th- there was a vibe, and there was this patriotic vibe. And there's a guy, uh, Pat Tillman. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Pat Tillman, the guy that died. Yeah, yeah. yeah for, he, play, he played for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, he played for the Cardinals. Left. Yep. And he went and, you know, he died by friendly fire, but he supposed yep. to, his wife said that he was, he, from be, the beginning of his time there, was writing her letters saying the war was, there's no clear agenda or no clear, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, what 
point of being there and that he was really disenfranchised by it. And then he happened to die by friendly fire. She thinks right. that it was done on purpose. So it's tell possible. me your experience. Well, so, and, and this, I mean, this is how I became a libertarian, right? So I, I joined the military right after nine 11 cause I wanted to go and, and, and get revenge for my countrymen who were attacked here. And, um, uh, within a year I was at, at war with Iraq and you know, my thing was like, what the fuck am I, what, what did Iraq do? Iraq didn't do perpetrate. 9/11. Within a year of joining, you were on a boat in Iraq. Yeah. Less than a year. I mean, it was probably six months. I want to say, yeah, it was pretty quick because we, we, uh, George Bush declared war on Iraq in 2002 and, uh, and I was already there. We were in the Persian Gulf when he declared war. So on a boat. Um, so they put you through like basic Navy training or whatever. And you got, your well, I, I just went in on, des- I went in undesignated. I was a stupid kid. I didn't do what does that well mean? Undesignated? You I didn't have like to- a, I didn't have like a job. So I went to like a undesignated airman school for 30 days. And then I went to the fleet and I think I was there for two weeks. And then the, so you don't our, have ship, to go to- our ship pulled out. You don't have to go to a boot camp because yeah, of I went that? to boot camp. I did boot camp first. Yeah, 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 okay. for sure. So I did boot camp, and then I went to a school in Florida. So boot camp in Great Lakes, uh, and in in, in right outside of Chicago, and then I went to um, uh, Pensacola, Florida, for my uh, my a school, which was like thirty days, and then they flew me to San Diego. I attached to the USS Constellation. I don't even think it was two weeks before we pulled out. And you were already in Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. Shut yeah. up. It was pretty quick. Yeah. But what? we were in the Gulf, in the Persian Gulf. I wasn't on the ground in Iraq. I was on a, I was on a big, huge fucking aircraft carrier and we were dropping. But we were the shock and awe campaign. So if you remember the shock and awe campaign in Iraq, that was our, our battle group was the, the ones who did that. We dropped like a hundred million tons of ordnance on Baghdad or something like that. It was fucking gnarly. Really Isn't bad. Isn't that terrible though? Yeah, I mean, terrible. Is it, I mean, it, why, yeah. why do we use drone missiles and, and they, they're like, we shoot kids as collateral damage. And dude, this yeah. is declassified. You know, you can look at time. We had what's called the Baki boys and that the U.S. government let Afghan soldiers that were allies sexually abuse children. Oh, sure. Sure. They did. Our, our, our government is horrendous, dude. Hey, they're all pedophiles. All of them. But Josh, there's nothing worse than allowing a per- if we're going to fight a war for any cause, it should be to stop child sex abuse. Yeah, right. you're going to you're, you're going to let uh, uh, allies, a supposed Afghanistan allies, because it's part of their culture, a sexually abused boys. And suppose these boys, they would like chain them to their, you know, to the oh, ground. Yeah. They're and horrible, stuff. horrible, especially the and it's all the rich and powerful ones, too. And that's the thing. It's the same thing here, dude. It's the same fucking thing here. They're just better at hiding it because it's not part of our culture. That's it. They're all fucking evil and they want to diddle kids, dude. It's really that simple. I think you're right. I'm serious. Uh, but so tell me more about the shock and all campaign. So you're sitting on that boat and when they blast off a rocket, does that boat shake or was it? No. Was so it- we no, they're there. We're we have jets going off all day. Right. So and the so jets are dropping the bombs. They're dropping the missiles. So so we oh, here. Let me preface it with my ship was decommissioning. This was the last run it was going to do. It was supposed to be a year long world cruise. We were supposed to go all the way around the world. I was supposed to see like 40 countries or some a cool experience. I, I was like, this is the best fucking possible thing for me. And so we went to we pulled out. We went to Hong Kong and then we went to Singapore. And then we transited the Straits, uh, past Iran into the Persian Gulf. And we were supposed to do a routine patrol of the Persian Gulf. Uh, we stopped in Bahrain, uh, and then pulled back out and George Bahrain Bush. Bahrain out Iran, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. And wow. then, uh, and then, and then George Bush declared war, uh, with Iraq and, uh, and all of a sudden we had our second galley on the ship turned into a bomb. Uh, manufacturing zone, if you, if you will, they were like putting together the ordinance. They weren't building it there, but they were putting it together, shipping it up to the flight deck. They're putting it on the jets. The jets would leave all day long and come back empty, load up more bombs, leave, come back empty all day long, dude. 36 hours sometimes straight. I mean, this went on for months. We dropped a hundred million tons of ordinance on Baghdad 
before we were relieved by, I think, the Abraham Lincoln battle group. And we were supposed to be on this year long world cruise. And I'm going, how the fuck? I was supposed to get to see all these countries. But but while I was there, it jaded me. Right. Like this is what jaded me on on the the two old parties, the military industrial complex. It was like I'm going Baghdad is not fucking the desert. dude. It's not Baghdad is like Oakland. I, I want to say real there. quick, I'm thinking about all the cats and dogs that got killed, you know, I, and I've talked about that on my show. There was family pets there. There was uh, pe- there was people with hopes and dreams and aspirations. People got up every morning, and went to their job. Right. And all of a sudden we're dropping these giant rolls of leaflets on them. Right. Saying, get out of your homes. We're going to start bombing you. Millions of leaflets all over Baghdad. We dropped them from these big roll bombs. Right. And then they just start bombing. Hundred million that, tons wait, wait, of quick, that, What does the leaflet say? Basically, just get out of your house. Yeah, there was and, a bunch and, of different. Var- there was a bunch of different variants, and they were all in Farsi or, or but whatever. But I'm saying, like, they were just. Farsi. How did they fall to the ground? Because a piece of paper doesn't fall. So, so there like- were these big cardboard rolls that were like jam packed with thousands of these little paper leaflets, dude. And they drop them. They like opened them up and dropped them over Baghdad, like dude. trash. Just yeah, uh, just trash. Yeah. Just just because you imagine looking up and there's just millions of papers falling from the sky and they all say get out of your home we're going to start dropping bombs could you imagine could you imagine that oh, that was your what? fucking life for dude? what though i mean like for you what? know like what I yeah mean, for and for what? what because saddam was a tyrant dude okay well so was our president yeah. you know what i mean so is our president now so is uh, well, canada's president muammar Gaddafi, dude he was loved by his citizens you know and and hillary clinton they killed him they they killed him he also basically. he also refused to get on central banking so of course but i'm saying they they literally laugh and they killed him and she uh, a dam that that gave water to a huge part of northern africa she bombed yeah. how how could you sleep at night it's no, resources, dude. They they know. Like you look, if you want to win, win you really want to win a war, you don't got to kill everybody. Just take their resources away, dude. That's how you really win a war. And they know that. You know what I mean, dude? It's truth. If, if you could seriously, I don't. It's like I guess they do like with the Stanford prison experiment, where it's very easy to radicalize somebody into like pushing yeah. a button and torture somebody. But dude, if they have her said. Man, you're going to be a missile uh, and you're going to drop a bomb and there's potentially a cat or dog there. I wouldn't I'm just I'm saying what's just a human. I right. wouldn't do it. I mean, and I'm not trying to be a virtue signaler. I'm not even hating on you for going to Iraq. <laughs> I think you're a young man. And there's probably a time when I, I would have felt patriotic. Yeah. I'm just saying, why does the military industrial complex get to spend all that money spending all those bombs, killing all, nothing? Because, you know, I guess the people that stay get killed, but most people sure. leave. Um, and for what? I mean, in all that money, we could be. The military could be reallocated to something that matters. It just kills yeah. me. Why well, that's a, that's the thing you, you hear these liberals talking about. We want free education and we want free health care. It's like, dude, a third of our fucking national budget goes to war, dude. And go talk about the wars. Go say something about the wars. If you really wanted free college, if you really wanted free health care, you would be out there protesting wars every single day because that's where your college money's at, buddy. That's where your fucking health care money's at. It's out there dropping. It's out there uh, uh, paying a uh, $100,000 per bomb to be dropped on brown people overseas that you don't fucking know and you don't give a shit about. Yeah, the best meme is it's a soldier that makes $75,000 a year shooting a bomb that costs $80,000 per bomb yep. at a guy that'll never make $80,000 in his entire life. Like the math, the, you know, the math, the it's math true. makes Very no true. sense. Like it sucks, dude. It sucks that I was a part of it. Like I, I was so jaded when I got out that I could no longer support the Republicans or Democrats. And I, I was a Republican, you know what I mean? Like I was a, yeah. I was a neocon dude. I, I probably had, I'd not gone to the military and seen what I saw. I probably would have been a John McCain fucking neocon, yeah. a George Bush Jr. fucking neocon. That's who I would have been. Thankfully, uh, I got to see it with my own eyes and I got back and then I found Ron Paul in 2007 and I was like, okay, dude, 
this guy's speaking my language. You know what I mean? Let's stop all these wars. Let's let's fucking end the, the Federal Reserve. Okay, yes, this is my guy. Uh, but talk, you, you you brought up the Milgram experiment, dude. We're, you realize we're living in one giant Stanley Milgram experiment right yes, now. Yes, right? yes, yes. That's what we're we're literally living through a giant Milgram experiment right it's, now today. Dude, because listen, even like a city council member thinks they're like, you know, Paul, like they would turn their back on him saying every low level politician. So if you don't think these big ones will push a button oh, yeah. and, and they don't care about it, it'll cause pain. So that's what we're in. If we're you in- scare somebody enough, they will literally do anything they can to stop that fear, bro. And that's what they're doing right now. I mean, you, you got people out here. I got people here on online telling me they hope my kids die because I don't want to mask them. You know what I mean? Should. We love the mask. It's so good. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is why you're still on YouTube, buddy. Yeah, I know. I try to say no, but I'm telling you, this is no, but this is serious, dude. We're, yeah. We divide. We've gotten so divided that people are like, if you don't wear a mask, you should die, yeah. and they it's mean like, really? it. Just one life, buddy. Just one life. If it saves one life, you know, except for yours, because fuck you, die. I mean, that's where we're at. That's where we're at as a, as a society because our government has ran us through one giant Milgram experiment. Well, it's, tra- <laughs> it's but you know what it is? Because after 9-11, when we watched that tower fall down, both towers, three towers, two planes, don't even get me started. But what I'm saying is that was a ma- that was trauma-based mind control. That got us oh, in. That, what, what it was is it was like the best propaganda ever. And it got guys like you, good, smart, young, healthy individuals to go sign up, to go uh, shoot a bunch of Iraqis that had nothing to do with it. Nothing so, at all. So, so they're using that same programming, though. They've programmed the left to, to consider you a domestic terrorist if you don't follow the rules, if you don't do exactly what the government says. Even though they know the government is evil, even though they know the government lies to them, they suffer from such strong cognitive dissonance that you now, being a white guy that wants to be free and not live under the government's thumb, you are a terrorist. And right. they're using that same weaponization that they used on the Middle East on you and me it's othering they're othering me they're othering you they're they are othering us i mean they are literally they're they're making you a different uh uh a different animal i mean at the end of the day really that's what they're doing they're making you look like less of a human to these people so that they can they can get them to to do what they need them to do i mean that's really what it is it's they're 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 the ones pushing the button it's it's the it's the people who uh, you know will not refuse to 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 go against anything the government says those are the ones pushing the buttons dude they're the ones doing it you know what i mean it's true and then there's the authority figure that's telling them to push the button and and we're the we're the you know we're the uh the the people taking the pain man really at the end of the day that's where we're at it's (sighs) it's fucking horrible dude horrible but life's not that bad because listen we're like i was saying you know in this day and age even though you know, as content creators, it's hard to build an audience because, like, we don't get pumped up by the algorithm, especially the stuff we talk about. But, like, the, the mainstream media is such crap this day and age. So I think there is a vacuum for, for people like us that are, like, we're the, we're the counterculture. So in my life, is it sucks. Like, I recently asked my mom. I could be sad about everything. But at the end of the day, it's really still not that bad. It could be way worse, you know? Yeah. Um. So I, I guess I expect the world to get way worse, too. So... I should try to enjoy this. I get to have a nice conversation with a smart person. You and I will be friends for a long time. Like, you know, we gotta, we gotta take the little small victories. Uh, but in the battle, I don't, I don't know the battle of good versus evil. I hope good wins. I don't know if I'll be alive to see it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, dude, at this point, I I'm half black pilled, half white pilled on this whole situation. Right. Like I see that there's a lot of people waking up to some really cool things, right? Like this whole thing has really, uh, radicalized the right against, the police and the police state, which is nice for the first time. Uh, it's, it's turned the right into like holistic, 
like uh, natural healthcare people, which is kind of cool. Um, but it's also in the same vein. It's it's uh, radicalized the left uh, in favor of big corporations, which is really, really funny to me. Um, and uh, and and also radicalized them in favor of of a police state against their uh, political opponents and stuff. And so uh, it's been a really weird shift. And I can't I could never have. I could never have guessed that that's what would happen. And I don't know where it's going from here. You know what I mean? I think there's going to be mass violence in this country at some point, And that, that worries me, you know, uh, somebody raising kids, thankfully I'm in a place where, you know, people grow corn and don't really give a shit. But, uh, but um, I, I think that we're kind of at a precipice here um, and, and a, and a boiling point for all this. And, and I think that, you know, it, something's got to give soon or, or, you know, there. I think that we are going to see some some bad shit in this country in our lifetime. So, well, I mean, it's going to be like Canada. They're going to freeze your bank account. They can just kill you slowly, like you said. They're going to take out your resources. Resources, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so they make it like they, they almost want you to slow die. It almost, you know, there might. And I, I couldn't imagine starving to death. Could you imagine? Like, you'd almost want to put a bullet in your brain. Ah, that would be. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, and you know, when when my job here, uh, my job told us that uh, if we didn't have our our vaccines by December seventh. Yeah, December 7th of 2020, uh, 2021, that that would be our last day. We'd be walked out of the building on December 8th. And there was, uh, you know, everybody in my division basically came together and said, okay, well, that's what we're going to do. Then December, December 7th, all of our last days. And uh, they ended the mandate like three days before December 7th. Right. Oh, that's and annoying. So, I hate that. I wish they kept the mandate in, oh, man, you know, but I told my so family, annoying. I said, you know, if they if they mandate this shit, if they force me to do this, like we're going to go live in the forest and learn how to hunt and pick berries. And fuck, you know what I mean? Like, that's Josh, where we're going. Joshua, dude, it. I just got I got uh, I did. You know, it's like three month deal for this reality TV show on NBC called Traders, where it's like they, they want like people that are like deceptive and all this stuff. They sure. found me, asked me to audition they said they called me today and said you got to start your vaccine schedule to be on the show and basically nope. like if you take it you'll be on and i said no and obviously the show didn't pay that much but the exposure sure. would have been good for the channel oh yeah oh yeah and, and i so so and dude and i lost my mom so it's like some people are like oh well, you've got to build a channel you've you've got to follow and you're a comedian now people like your stuff like oh maybe you benefited from covid no covid has ruined my life literally sure. like i can't it will not stop effing me in the butthole it feels like did you and you lost your mama to, to co- was it yes COVID? my mom oh, got sucks, COVID. Yeah. yeah and she and then she was given room desivir without my authority and then mm. she died six days later and uh, so dude it's not i don't we don't live in this uh lollipop and candy cane and you know little uh uh chicken right. tinder paradise but that's why when we do eat the chicken tenders we should savor the flavor we should enjoy <laughs> it. you know it's not the bad meal like right. like i you right. know it's like the little things in life like i man i just the trauma-based mind control that they used on us, like I said earlier, on 9-11 got people like you to go, like, start this war and kill Iraqis. But now the right. trauma-based mind control is being used to start basically like a metaphorical civil war of people that are like government, you know, bootlickers against people that don't like the government. So I think in the future, more people will wake up. But I, I think it's almost too late in a way. And I'm not saying that black-pilled. I'm saying it's like uh, for the sake of humanity, as long as the government is in charge, we're kind of screwed. So that's why I like the libertarian mindset. Yeah, I appreciate um, it, man. It, and it's it's me, too. You know, and I, I just I don't see any value in the two old parties and the way they've governed uh, in my lifetime. And so I'm not going to take part in that system. Um, in fact, I wouldn't take part in politics at all if it wasn't for the libertarian party. So when people are like, oh, you're you, you, you need to vote for the Republicans or you need to vote for the Democrats because you're taking votes from us. Like, buddy, I wouldn't be voting for you if there was no libertarian party. Well, tell me you know that I mean? because our, those are our votes 
much really don't matter, do they? No. I mean, I mean, they no, really they don't. don't. Get, they I don't mean, fucking matter. This shit's all a sham, dude. It's been a sham for years. Every year, look, every single election cycle. And they're the best elections ever. Every election yeah, is yeah, accurate. Yeah, we want to say every election is 100% accurate. They're the most accurate yeah. election ever. It's the but, most accurate and it's the most important election of our lifetime, dude. Yeah, every so fucking time. All elections are 100% accurate. But this is what I'm trying to say is I want to pat you on the back because you know the libertarian outcome, even though Ron Paul should you know win or whoever should sure. win in the libertarian representation, they're not going to. So you're having integrity like I'm having integrity. So I respect that uh, because it is all a charade and a puppet show that they give us the illusion of choice when really we are in the same prison as the Canadians are. If the government can say, hey, you were there on January X, we got to freeze your bank account. Oh, you were in uh, Ottawa, Canada. You can't shop anymore. It's like... We really are in the 1984 technocracy, and I, I don't have a lot of hope for people um, that don't at least try to placate the government. I mean, I don't know how we do it civilly, be civilly disobedient without you know totally ruining our lives. Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't either. And and I think that at some point you're either going to have to be disobedient or you're going to have to be obedient. I mean, that's kind of that what I was talking about when we we're at a boiling point, man. And and I I, I aimed misbehave, dog. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not going to go along with this shit no matter what. Um, and, uh, I know that there's millions of people in this country who feel the same way. And, uh, and, and sooner than later, they're going to have to back off or they're going to have to deal with, uh, chaos. <laughs> in my opinion, man. They want the so, chaos. So, okay. So tell me yeah. about what's going on in Orlando before you go. Oh man. So I'll be at the, uh, the libertarian party of Florida state convention. It's actually in Melbourne. So it's about 30 minutes, uh, east on the beach side of Orlando. Um, and, uh, I'll be there, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week um, for the Libertarian Party of Florida State Convention. That's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, I have my show, Break the Cycle, uh, on YouTube and Odyssey and all of your favorite uh, podcast apps. Um, I was doing five shows a week, Monday through Friday. Um, I've had to kind of pump the brakes a little bit on that. That's but too we, much. Yeah, they don't want to yeah I'll, be, well, I'll be back. I'll be back there eventually. But while I'm running this campaign for vice chair of the party, I... Um, I have to just pump the brakes a little and I'll get three back to it. Three or four is enough. I mean, when yeah. you're grinding, when yeah. you're grinding, do five days. I mean, it just depends. Like, this is what I'm saying is I like it as a distraction, creating content for me. Like if I'm feeling down, you know, like doing this, this hour long, it's kind of distracted. I'm not looking at my phone. It's fun is what I'm saying. True. Um, so, but sometimes it can be, I get stressed out about it and I want to take a day off. So it's like good to do that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of just like go with the flow. That's what's awesome about being an independent content creator. Well, I burned myself out a little bit. It's been, yeah. I, I started my show March 3rd of last year and I've done a hundred and 147, 148 shows. episodes or something like that. So I did, I did get a little burnt out pretty fast. Um, but I, but I, I enjoy doing the show because I have, you know, I go to work and then I come home and I'm with my kids and my, and my, and my, my soon to be wife and we cook dinner. And it's like, this is my one time to hang out with friends, dude. You know what I mean? Like it's on my show. And so it is nice to do the show. It's my one hour a day where I get to turn off everything else and just do my show. And, and I always have great guests, like really cool guests on, but maybe we'll get you on. I, you yeah. know, I do a, I do a segment called conspiracy couch. You gotta uh, have me on. I'm the king of all yeah. conspiracy. We didn't even get into conspiracies, nine eleven, all this stuff. We yeah, dude. And, and I do I, truth or I know it all. Oh, perfect. Cause Dan spots. So, so when I do that show, it's myself. Dan Smots from the System is Down podcast, who's like big time crazy conspiracy theorist, and Dave uh, Casey from Dave vs Goliath, who's also a big nine eleven truther and stuff. So I know uh, that'll be a fun dude. show, man. I'm Let's come on, man. You gotta have you gotta have me on. All right, Josh. Well, guys, you know the link to to Josh's stuff is in the description. I want you guys to go give him a follow. Say we sent you, so he knows. And uh, go uh, listen to Break the Cycle. It's on all your podcast platforms. You're gonna if you can't find them, you're not looking. 
Joshua, what do you want to leave the people with uh, tonight before we go? Man, disobey, brother. That's it. That's all I can say. Just disobey. False. Look, obey. Yeah. Always yeah. obey. Just disobey because because at the you know a lot of people say one person can't make a change. Yes, you can. I promise you can. So please disobey. And what do you think about transgender athletes? Oh man. You hey, listen. You love I, them. I have a wrestler, dude, and and they've forced You'd love women to wrestle, to wrestle. transgender. Is no, that they what forced <laughs> they forced women to wrestle men my entire life, dude. Like there is no women's wrestling, right? It's like men. It's like co-ed. It's always been co-ed. But uh, I don't think men should be uh, fighting women. I, that's the that's the one that really really fucks me up. I don't think. Okay, trans, I don't let I don't, I don't let I don't let bigots on my show. Denied, I don't think biological denied. men should be fighting women. In, in what, in a, dude? That yeah, is insane, terrible, dude. Terrible Transitioning is the biggest thing and most important thing a child can do and we recommend it for all oh, children Jesus under five fuck. years old yeah please call uh transition your child 1-800 transition your kid <laughs> if you want to learn how to tra- get puberty blockers for your child all right guys go follow joshua th- 